The views and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts and producers and are not those of Apple or any authorized service provider. Information provided is purely for entertainment purposes only. For more information about products and services discussed in this program, we invite you to visit a corporate Apple store or an approved certified Apple service and sales center. Today we celebrate the first... Hello, I'm a man. You're stealing from us! Don't scully around. The Apple podcast that brings you information from both sides of the counter. They still have a notch. You think if they designed it on the um, iPad Pro, they would have figured out how to do it on a phone. From both the customer and the sales and service provider's point of view. You want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life, or do you want to come with me and change the world? Because we don't scully around. What can I say? I hired the wrong guy. Now, software on mobile phones is like, it's like baby software. It's not so powerful. And today, we're going to show you a software breakthrough. Software that's at least five years ahead of what's on any other phone. Now, how do we do this? Well, we start with a strong foundation. iPhone runs OS X. Now, why, why would we want to run such a sophisticated operating system on a mobile device. Well, because it's got everything we need. It's got multitasking. It's got the best networking. It already knows how to power manage. We've been doing this on mobile computers for years. It's got awesome security and the right apps. It's got everything from Coco and the graphics and it's got core animation built in and it's got the audio and video that OS X is famous for. It's got all the stuff we want and it's built right in to iPhone. And that has let us create desktop class applications and networking. And Happy New Year, everybody. That was, of course, uh, Steve Jobs speaking at the January 9th, 2007 Macworld Expo, where he introduced to the world the iPhone. And, of course, the iPhone operating system would come to be known as iOS, but uh, very there in the very beginning, it was a uh, Mac OS Lite, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We got some uh, weird looks from Caitlin over there across the studio, but a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, welcome to Don't Scully Around, the show that uh, talks about the Apple world from both the customer and the service uh, provider side of things. We try to give you both sides of the story. Why don't you like us on Facebook? We've been posting a lot of uh, great articles over the last uh, couple of weeks since we uh, started the new year. We also uh, try to uh, look at some websites that sort of talk about um, today and tech history. And uh, we're going to dig into some of the uh, articles we've been posting because Caitlin's been finding some really interesting stuff. And we're going to be on the subject of uh, iPhones and iOS in this show. And uh, isn't it great that just the other day, Microsoft announced that the Windows phones are going away and they're going to be encouraging their customers to switch to iPhones. Or Android. They or Android. Android too. Okay, or Android too, but, but iPhones. <laughs> Shh, iPhones. And uh, we were very excited today to uh, be driving around and testing out the new Google Maps, which they've finally added speed limits. <laughs> Much like they they've been doing with Apple, ones, but they're there. Much like they've been doing with Apple Maps for the last couple of years now. So we'll we'll dig into some of these stories in upcoming shows. But we want to tell you, uh, please uh, like the show on um, 
Facebook, subscribe to us on iTunes. And of course, if you want to uh, send us some comments, send us some show suggestions, interact with the show, uh, you can uh, send us an email to don't scully around at gmail.com. So and who knows? Maybe you'll be on the show one day. So right now, let's uh, let's dig into the show, Caitlin. How, how are you doing today? I'm already talking, so I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, get the show started. So um, Steve, of course, ex- was exciting to announce that um, a smartphone needed to be smart. It didn't need to have a baby operating system on it. So they were going to put the power of um, Mac OS on the iPhone, and that would, of course, become the iOS. So what exactly is iOS? This is going to be a nice refresher course for folks that you always hear the term. You don't really think about it. Of course, there are some great videos we've watched. You know, we, we, we um, definitely want to send a shout-out to Apple Explained. We love the videos that they make over there. Sometimes. Sometimes. But, you know. I so, uh, so so let's <laughs> dig into a little bit of the history of uh, iOS and its evolution. iOS, as Chris pointed out, started out as um, iPhone OS because it was only really available for the iPhone. Uh, it started out actually as I, it started out as the Mac OS X um, operating system shoved into a phone. So that, as you heard from Steve, you could get desktop quality um, apps that desktop type of computer quality apps that you could run on your um, phone, which was the whole entire thing was revolutionary. But uh, iOS it started out as the iPhone OS. That's literally its original name was iPhone OS. Um, it's a stripped down version of the Mac OS. How exactly? Is it stripped down? Well, I may not be able to get into exact details because that part is, there's a lot to it. Um, but it's it's a stripped down version where instead of, you know, the obvious ones, you don't use a mouse. You use your finger to navigate around. Um, it's a very simplified thing. There's not, you can't really download apps from a website. You have to go through the app store. Um, there's, it's a little bit more limited, but it does also include some more security with it. Um, though, yes, you could still technically get a virus on a, on a Mac and you can still technically get a virus on an iOS device. It is really, 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 really hard. You have to want it. It helps if you're in a third world country, downloading things illegally onto your Mac while plugging your phone into your Mac and syncing it simultaneously and downloading bad software onto your stuff. So if you're in that predicament, please don't do that. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's, it's one of the, the biggest thing people will tell us, oh, I've got a virus on my phone. I get that all the time. It's almost every single customer I talk to. There's definitely a virus on my phone. I really want to tell almost every customer that that is not true because unless you lived as the, the previous described things, there's not really a virus on your phone. You may be getting a pop-up that says things, and that pop-up stays in the middle of the screen. It can shout at you potentially because they can, you know, it, it can be like a movie where it plays a particular thing, repeatedly pops up, and makes a screaming alarm, and, and it's just, it's all scare tactic. Everything that they could possibly do, but it's just a website. The, if you ever get onto one of these, and you can get there 
looking at the wrong things, or not necessarily wrong things, but not the most polite things. But you... also those uh, you know, those little articles that pop up on your Facebook feed. You yeah. start reading it, and then, oh my god, you got this pop-up that says your phone has been infected. Just close out of it, and you'll be fine. Yep. You if just it doesn't go it. away, uninstall your browser. Well, you can't uninstall the Safari browser without wiping the entire thing. Okay, now, well, I'm saying if you're using Google Chrome. Yeah, Google Chrome or Firefox, but most people <clears throat> use Safari on iOS. So if you do actually have that happen, what you want to do is you want to close out of the app. If you have a phone that still has a home button, you want to quickly double double press the home button and then swipe up the Safari window. If that doesn't work, there's a little itty-bitty picture. If you're on a phone, it's in the lower right-hand corner that has a little box on top of box. You want to tap that and then X out of the bad website. If you're on an iPhone 10 or newer, um, then you're going to need to swipe up from the bottom and curve your finger over to the right, and that'll get you into the same thing, then swipe up and close it out. That usually takes care of it. The next step is usually the last thing you have to do, and that's if, if it really doesn't work. But that generally takes care of it. Um, iOS has since bloomed. <laughs> By the way, getting back to that subject. Uh, iOS has since bloomed um, quite a bit more. Now it's iOS because it stands for iPhone, iPod, I, iPhone, iPod, iPad operating system. Strangely enough, if you couldn't tell, it's a slight mouthful. So they simplified it down by taking the I before each product name, OS, which stands for operating system. So it's uh, iOS. So a lot of the times I've built classes that will be called uh, introduction to the iOS device. Problem was nobody knew what an iOS device was. So if, for those who want to know, that's what iOS is. And uh, you know, on the we kind of got off way off topic there, but yeah, on the Shocking. subject of keeping your um, keeping your phone safe, I was I was very excited that they Apple introduced an iOS update the other day, which uh, was going to allow me to continue to use my iPhone in Turkey. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> but up to yes, yeah, so sometimes these updates come out, and you look at them and say, "What is this? Do I need this? Why do I need this?" Probably the most infuriating thing that I get is especially from you is if my phone suddenly stops doing what it was doing so well yesterday you say have you updated your software how is that going to help when my phone isn't working correctly I, I i still don't understand if my phone was doing something yesterday and it can't and it can no longer do it today how did the software suddenly get broken and why do I need to do an, up an update to my phone? Oh, God, that's a long explanation. All right. So <laughs> well, I let's hope talk you guys... A little, well, let's talk... A, we're <laughs> we're going to get into a... We're going to get into a topic here we were talking about uh, before the show. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, updates for, the, for iOS and how frequently should you do them. And um, most importantly, there, there can be sometimes a confusion about an update versus an upgrade. Is that a question? But <laughs> sorry, I'm confused. What's the question? But, but you said you were, you were saying that sometimes custom you'll be talking with uh, with customers, and they'll be talking about oh the difference upgrading software and so hardware. Yes, upgrades. but the okay. difference between software updates and hardware upgrades. Yeah, especially um, in the cellular world. One of the things that was kind of surprising and. Chris explained it, but still, that it still kind of surprises me, but maybe it's just because I'm a techie person. Um, there are a lot of people that I'll get that will be talking about, I need to update your phone, and the first response I get is, well, it's brand new. Just because it's brand new doesn't mean that there hasn't been an update. Uh, there's a difference between 
update and upgrade, especially in the iPhone world, um, as well as a little bit in the iPad world, but that's if your iPad has cellular. Um, what I'm saying when I say your phone needs to be updated is because your phone gets shipped to you initially with the initial operating system at that moment. Operating systems are constantly being upgraded, as annoying as that might seem. Um, and But the nice thing is it does get sent to your phone. So sometimes there are updates that will fix little problems with your phone. Sometimes it doesn't seem like they'll fix little problems with your phones. Uh, the upgrade is physically going, you're going from one phone to another phone. It's a physical change. Um I guess it's just a techie brain, so I didn't understand that. So, sorry about that. But anyway, when it comes to the updates, uh, I get the question all the time, how frequently should I update? I usually recommend within about a week of getting the alert um, on your phone. Um, usually by that point, they've been out for a while. But um, you can do it right away. Feel free if you want. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, sometimes with the newer upgrades, if you're going from like a big number to another big number, meaning a whole number, iOS 11 to iOS 12. Um, and it's just 12.0 or just 12. There's no other numbers after that. Uh, those you may want to be a little bit more wary of and wait a little bit longer, or at least ask someone. I mean, we'll gladly let you know as well. Um, but the after that, when there are decimal points after that number, feel free to go, go to town. That means that that operating system has been out for a while. They are getting a lot more stable with each new version. Um, there are less and less major disastrous, oh my god, my phone is broken problems. Um, so it's, I do recommend doing them. I, being somebody who is a chronic upgrader and updater, um, it's hard for me to say because I usually go, why haven't you updated that? And I do feel bad for that sometimes, I'm sorry. Um, but... Uh, the other thing, too, is if you're having a problem with your phone, one of the first things I'll say is close out of the apps and restart your phone. If that doesn't help, uh, the next thing I would usually check is make sure you're up to date. Yes, your phone could be working fine yesterday, and then decide to stop. Um, the best way I describe it is if you have a soft, what it's called is called software corruption. It's really scary words. Um, I describe it very simply, and it entertains quite a few people, as... Think of it as you have a nylon that has a little itty bitty hole in it. The more you use it, the bigger that hole gets. Um, and then, uh, then I use the analogy for other stuff. But <laughs> uh, so if you are having a problem, strangely enough, unlike throwing a nylon in the dryer and having the hole just it's that's the entire nylon now um uh, sometimes doing the updates can actually go through and just fix that nylon hole so it's no longer there anymore, which can stop the issues. Looks like you have something you want to say. <laughs> and for the men folk in the audience, <laughs> if you have a little tiny tear in that prophylactic device and nine months later it turns into a baby, you might have a problem with that prophylactic device you've been using. But uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Do you have a sword? <laughs> if you hear a screaming, it's fine. No, there's some lights. There, there's uh, lightsabers in the closet. Explains so much. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's a guitar. I'm sorry. Let's move on because no, that's a perfect time to discuss because software upgrades can be scary, and especially if there's a brand new version of the operating system out. Not not a small little teeny tiny fix or debugging, but an actual incremental major update. I can definitely say that through the last uh, ten years 
of being on the Adobe Creative Cloud. That anytime there was a brand new rollout of a new uh, version of any one of the Adobe softwares, I would be hard-pressed to immediately upgrade to it the day it comes out. Especially if I'm working on something, which anyone knows that if you're working on something in one version of the software... Finish and you your project. Finish your project. Yeah. You know? So, um... Because you're going to have, it could only end in tears. But, but yes, and that's the perfect time to talk about uh, beta software, beta testing. Uh, how does it all work? And um, what exactly is a software developer? What is a developer? That's a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, um, not, not so much a so not the person that writes the software, but, you know, what is the point of putting out developer software? Developer software? So, Starting with public beta, um, and one of the things I also want to recommend, before you do any update, if you can, try to make sure you're as backed up for recently. By recently, I usually go as far back as yesterday, unless I've taken a ton of pictures or added a lot of new apps. Um, when it... Uh, what bleh, let me try this again so for <laughs> public beta public beta um has been something that's been out there but it's been very very small um recently i think about three or four years ago at one of uh, i believe it was one of the wwdc's um tim cook kind of announced it to the world that it was available and made it quite a bit more available what it is is that you get beta software on your pick a device um, it's really neat. It's really fun. It does kind of ruin the fun when the new operating system comes out because you've already been using it and now everybody else is on board. Uh, at least that was my personal opinion. Um, public beta, I generally, I would not recommend it for the general user. I ran into my own problems because I did actually put public beta on my iPhone um, several versions ago. And the problem is, is that you can be on public beta. And let's say public beta is working fine for you. You're one of the luckier ones. They, it's not usually that bad. Public beta is a lot more solid than uh, developer beta. Let's say everything's going well. And in my case, I ran on public beta for about a year. Then I decided to go back to, or I wanted to go to the newer operating system. And most of the time you can actually continue on public beta and you continue for a while. But I wanted to actually go back to a regular operating system. I think, I don't remember the exact reasoning why. I think I was trying to upgrade or something. But anyway, so I wanted to go back to that. The problem was, is my backup that was before the public beta was over a year ago. So I lost, I would have, if I wanted to restore from my backup, I would have lost all of the data that was on my phone for the past year. What I ended up doing is I ended up, in my case, I had to learn it the hard way. I ended up wiping my phone back to its original settings and starting from scratch. Thankfully, there were a lot of iCloud things I already had turned on. But I had to go and re-download all of my apps, reset up everything else, and I am apparently an app-happy girl. I have no idea about that. So be careful with public beta. Um, it can... It's not... It also can cause other issues, too, because it is still a tester operating system. It is not a fully released operating system. They are looking for people to test it to see where it has failures so that they, you know, can fix that before it goes out to billions of people. And now, and of course, now the segue comes, the inevitable, the software is rolled out, it's been tested, it's been debugged, but it still has bugs. It still has bugs, and the people will come in and say, well, what? didn't they test it? Didn't they test it? Well, they do. 
they test it with as many people as they can. I think that's why they've been announcing more and more about public beta, which is really good for the geeky people like myself. But the thing is, is that they test that with thousands of people. Then it goes out to billions of people. There's a lot more zeros and a lot more people involved with billions. Um, they do as much testing as they possibly can before it goes live. Uh, but A, they have to release something before we all go nuts for the people who are really crazy about this stuff. Um, because they've also announced it. There's lots of other reasoning. But they do as much testing as they can beforehand because they don't want to put out a bad product. They don't want you to be upset. They want you to enjoy your product. May not seem like it, but they do. So those first versions can be bumpy. They can be really good. It depends. That's why whenever you do an update, in case anything goes awry, make sure you have a backup. There's a lot of people that I know that'll just go, well, it said update, so I tapped it because everybody tells me I have to always update. Like I said, you can wait a week. It's annoying, but you can wait a week. But before you do an update, please make sure you have some sort of backup, either backup to iTunes or backup to iCloud. Because just in case anything goes wrong, it's basically the biggest thing you can do to your device, short of physically breaking it in some way, like, I don't know, shattering the screen. Um, <laughs> you're not going to live that down. Um, another earlier question is um, about developer beta. There is a slight difference between developer beta and public beta. Developer beta, A, comes out sooner. It's also more buggy because they want the developers to find those problems more than public beta. Public beta is like the... St baby step before it gets released. Um, public beta can be out for a while. Public beta can be out for a few months. It can be out for less. Uh, it depends. Developer beta definitely has its problems. Beta software in general can cause really weird things to happen to your computer. I know somebody who had endless graphical distortions on his computer when he had computer stuff. Uh, when he had the computer operating system on there. Uh, I know somebody else who had terrible, terrible, terrible battery life with their phone. Um, there are sometimes also in public beta because that is still a beta. It's still in testing. The apps themselves have not been updated. So you could have all sorts of funky reactions. There are a lot of people. Facebook is usually the worst one. Um, when it comes to public beta, it's really, really glitchy on almost every public beta that I have interacted with, which is not a lot, but there are some. The other thing, too, is if your computer or device is on public beta and you're having a problem with it and you bring it into an Apple store or an Apple authorized place, actually, I think even the unauthorized places, they will all tell you, we can't support this because this is unreleased software. There is no support for it because it doesn't exist yet. It does as a testing software, but not as a complete software. So the first thing that they will say is they say, we have to go back to a regular operating system before we will work on it. There are a few that might, but it's really not worth it because with public beta, it's, it's so untested that you could go in there and use your usual repair tools and cause even bigger problems. And the, the reason, of course, why another reason why beta software is put out there for the developers, it's also for the, the software manufacturers and the app developers because they need to know how their, how their existing software and their future software is going to work and play. On the new one. On the so new that one. why the time that that operating system becomes in, into true existence, the common operating system, Facebook doesn't fail or other apps doesn't fail. Um that's why there's such a smooth transition when there's new operating systems. It may not seem like it, but my God, is it smoother than it ever has been. So uh, let's move on. Well, we uh, get a little bit of time left in the show. We've uh, been, it's been a new year. It's been a little quiet. 
after the holidays. Um, it usually is. We uh, we haven't really delved we haven't really delved into the numbers. Um, if you want to learn more about it, uh, Apple explained posted a really good video about um, shrinking iPhone or perceived shrinking iPhone sales and Apple missing the mark by several billions of dollars. I don't know how you project you're going to have several billions of dollars in a in a sales quarter, but. Uh, they were hoping for more people to buy them, and they, that's been the pattern. So they go off of the pattern and with estimate. There's lots of lots of techie people with numbers. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but you know there is the there is going to be the question going forward: is are there too many iPhones on the market? Too many variations of, of the iPhones iPhone on, on the market that still work? Because yeah. with iOS, what are we? Twelve? We're twelve now. Yeah. God, I don't even remember. This is getting scary. Um, but now with iOS twelve, that actually supports all the way back to the iPhone five. If, no, five S, if I remember correctly. Everything that includes Touch ID or newer. So uh, we're gonna just, you know, we're gonna cheat a little bit. We're gonna go on to some of the articles that we posted. Um, I believe we got all these off of Mac Rumors for the most part. I believe. I love Mac Rumors, though. Be wary; it's a rumor site, so but, they can um, be wrong. We are excited about some of these. Um, some of these new things. Uh, most importantly, when we're on the subject of um, operating systems and um, them having some uh, back compatibility, uh, we did post an article about um, Apple adding uh, some of the 2012 iMacs to the uh, list of vintage machines. Oh, yeah, and the pilot program. It's an interesting program. I think the only, I think, I don't know. Of course, they never tell you. Um, I think the reason why they're doing the pilot program is they just have so many extra parts, so they've got to get rid of it somehow. Um, basically, what it is is that um, for certain model computers, uh, certain mostly computers, um, I can't remember all of them, actually. Uh, yes, apparently I can. <laughs> um, well, there actually has been some iPhones, too, but I think those have been discontinued. Uh, Mid-2012 models of MacBook Air and Mac Pro, uh, mid 2012 to early 2013 models of MacBook Pro, and apparently now they have now added the late 2012 iMacs um, that are technically vintage. That means that Apple has stopped producing parts for that, which means that they can no longer be serviced, is normally the way that it goes. Um, well, they're on a special pilot program uh, where you can still get it repaired so long as the part is still available. It's an entertaining subject because technically, for anybody that is, uh, it's interesting. They do weird things. The Apple stores themselves, once they hit vintage, will just hiss at it and tell you, know, we can't touch it. Uh, same thing with Best Buy or big corporate stores. Independent, authorized service providers can have actually been able to get parts so long as the parts are still being made. I think this is just a, personally just a surplus that they have a lot of extra parts for these machines. Um, the other machines did have known um, repair programs for most of them and then they just kind of expanded from there but I think that they overproduced parts so now they're trying to get rid of said parts which means lucky for that person so if you are a person that does have one of these machines um, I don't know if the Apple stores themselves are supporting that might be why it's a pilot program I don't think it actually said oh Apple okay so the Apple stores are now supporting it. But yeah, as for the authorized service providers, it's been like a quiet little secret. I mean, if you go to an Apple store with a vintage computer that Apple can't touch, they will send you to an authorized service provider saying, oh, they can probably take care of it. It is a, it shouldn't be probably, it should be a maybe. <laughs> um, we can only get so many parts. The other thing too is depending on what part is having the failure, it may not be worth it. 
Um, depending on, uh, for most authorized service providers, they'll let you know up front, okay, that needs a larger board replacement. You probably don't want to touch that. That's going to be a better investment into a newer computer. No, they're not trying to make you buy a new computer. It's just after five years, they stop making the parts. Unlike, yes, the PC world where, yep, they can, sorry, that came out with a little bit more negative than I meant there to be. But with the PC world, you can kind of keep rebuilding a PC for many, many years. But you can run into a lot of problems. There's a lot of drivers to worry about and other things. Granted, I'm very, very biased. I very much lean towards the Apple side. Shocker! Um, But anyway, so Apple, yes, does stop supporting their devices after that point. But the thing is, is if you think on the Windows side, most Windows computers will last... Um, for the average user, not somebody who is a builder or that type of thing with the machines, they last like three to five years anyway, because at that point they're not decrepit, but they just, they can't keep up with the newer stuff. Physically, the internals of it just cannot. Um, so and that you- is definitely true with anyone that's, anyone that's made the mistake of uh, upgrading from Windows 7 to Windows 10 uh, obviously, if you had Windows 8, you definitely wanted to get rid of that as quickly as possible and go to Windows 10. But if you made the mistake of going from Windows 7 to Windows 10, you've paid, you've been paying for it with uh, performance. There, there are definitely a lot of things. I mean, you, j- just try to uh, just try to open up File Explorer in Windows 10 and watch how uh, watch the spinning dial go on and on and on. You're thinking to yourself, "Man, I wish I was still on Windows 7." But um, yeah, yeah, I yeah I can I can attest to some old PCs. I have an XP Pro machine kicking around because that's where all kicking. my that's, that's where all my um that, you know that's where all my video game uh, ROMs are running on. But uh, we're not going to get into illegal software downloading, are we? No, 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 no. But um, we've been talking about iPhones on the show. We're very happy to see we're we're very happy to see the, an article about the iPhone smart. Battery cases. Yes, now you can have what looks like a cancerous growth growing <laughs> off of the back of your iPhone so that um, you can get extra battery life out of your iPhone 10. 10S 10S. and 10S Max and 10R and 10. I believe they said it supports that as well. Because what, the six or seven hours of battery life you already are able to get out of them isn't enough. Yeah, so you can go hiking for three days and you're fine. <laughs> but yes, cancerous growth. At least it's flat. I mean, a lot of the battery back battery cases for them are not flat. But I, I'm not. A, I don't quite understand the whole thing where it looks like there is literally. Well, you can see where the battery physically is on the case. If you ever, you should. If you ever want to laugh, you should look it up. I'm sorry. It's entertaining. I'm glad it's flat so that it lies flat. But. It's a freaking bump on the back of your case. <laughs> oh, and then on top of that, if you happen to drop the case, I've, I've been concerned about this because it physically plugs into your lightning charger. Really? And then there's another, yeah, and then there's another lightning So port. it's not using inductive charging to charge for the battery to hook itself through the case? And suck At least the power that was in. the older model. Uh, let me. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, let me go double check. But last I knew, it, there was physically a lightning connector in there um, that connected the two. And I just realized we never actually posted that on the Don't Spill It Around page. <laughs> this is gonna make it fun. But last I knew, there was still a lightning connector in there. Oh. Uh, and so the thing I've always been concerned about is what if you drop that phone? Even for the older style cases, if you dropped that phone. On the charging port, how do you not break the charging port off in the phone? 
It just seems very, very easy because it's, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, uh, but while Caitlin's looking that up, because we're, we're doing the show live, it's um, we were very excited to find out that uh, Google Maps has finally added... Speed limit indicators. As we talked about earlier. In we the haven't uh, we haven't driven around enough with the uh, Google Maps app running um, to see if it's uh, fully integrated to everywhere you go as well as it is in uh, Apple Maps, but it's there. The speed limit sign, you know, doesn't look like a real world object. It's it's there. It's it's you know, it looks pretty nice. Um, I mean, I will say that you know we will always have this constant back and forth between Apple Maps versus Google Maps. I. I'm forever complaining that when we are in a low cellular data carriage area, I can still relatively get what looks like a map in Google Maps displaying, while in Apple Maps I have a dot on the screen and basically just a bunch of empty white grids well, on the screen. That's because it's graphically prettier. <laughs> oh, is that why? Yeah. It, um... it, it needs more data to suck in all that graphically prettiness. And that's why we get unlimited data. Thank you, Verizon. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, but uh, one of the... <laughs> I'm actually... Okay, I'm starting to go over to the quote-unquote dark side. Because um, I have been noticing that Google Maps tends to actually find you the faster route. It seems like Apple Maps decides to find the nearest mountain and have you drive up over it. Um, there's an entertaining story of getting stuck going down a mountain somewhere around Keene. I don't even know where we were. And we were driving somewhere around down there. It was... Oh, was that the day we were coming back and we ended up on a dirt road? A dirt road during the spring season, so it was still icy on a dirt, muddy road, but it was warm enough that there was mud on top of it. So with my snow tires on my car, granted, no, it was not four-wheel drive or anything special like that, we were going maybe three miles an hour while slipping slowly off the side of the road. It was fun. <laughs> I don't want to relive that. All I said is I wanted to get home. I was almost willing to get out of the car and push. <laughs> um, back to the iPhone thing. Uh, yes, they do still have the lightning connector in it, but it does support wireless charging through the case, but, uh, meaning that you can charge the case on a wireless charger. Though it's so thick that most of those wireless chargers don't work, don't, for the stand-up ones, don't work. Um, but it can also support, you can charge it through the USB-C lightning to lightning cable um, to a 30-watt Mac charger. Um, there's other options as well. Um, it's simple, but it also adds a ton of weight. But it is also $129 for a case for your phone. Mophie, last I knew, and that's Mophie PH. Uh, last I knew, they were 99 I don't know. I'd have to look that up. And so some of the other exciting things that we were reading about, which we hope to cover in the near future on uh, Don't Scully Around, we're really excited because what we've been seeing coming down the pike is looks like it's going to be a reality. Apple is uh, rumored to be in talks with uh, several private healthcare providers, Medicare providers, to actually get uh, Apple watches in the hands of Medicare of Medicare patients because of all of the great things it's capable of doing. And we've been talking it's about this for seniors. We've been joking around about how eventually the Apple watch is going to be able to. Take your uh, blood glucose. Is your phone going to stab you That's... in the arm? <laughs> oh, <shush. laughs> you walking I'm down... sorry, it's three o'clock. Ah! 
You think those alerts that tell you you need to stand now. You think those Apple Watches aren't things are annoying? You think it's annoying when it taps you on the arm because you've got a text coming through from your boss telling you that you've been talking to a customer too long, you need to move on to something else? Imagine sitting there in the office in a meeting and saying, ah, shit, and your phone is stabbing you because it has to take your blood glucose level. Watch. <laughs> your Apple Watch. Your little itty bitty watch has a needle and it will let you know you're not awake enough, stab. Anyway, oh, we can really digress again. <laughs> up in future editions of Don't Scully Around. Uh, be sure to uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, give us a, give us a comment on uh, iTunes. Recommend the show. We're going to stab ourselves with our Apple Watches. And um, uh, if you have any comments about the show, you want to make some suggestions for things to talk about, maybe even shoot us some feedback on what we've talked about on the last couple of shows. Let us know if we're wrong. We'll gladly take a look into it. Be sure to uh, send us an email. Don't scully around at uh, gmail.com. And also look for us on the podcast NH website. We'll be on there really, really soon. But uh, thank you all for listening to this edition don't scully around. <laughs> I, I, I swear we're not going to stab anybody with Apple Watches. I don't foresee that being a future. Just for those who might be concerned. We'll see you next time. Don't scully around. The views and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts and producers and are not those of Apple or any authorized service provider. Information provided is purely for entertainment purposes only. For more information about products and services discussed in this program, we invite you to visit a corporate Apple store or an approved certified Apple service and sales center.